Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, guys. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brenda, Steve here. And Larson. Oh, wow. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Also available where a podcast can be found. Also found on the Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Oh, boy. Another episode of Raw. Exciting stuff, Larson. Exciting stuff on Raw. What do you think the longest match on Raw tonight was? They had three hours to tell their stories. What do you think? Seven minutes. At seven minutes. most. At most, seven minutes. At most, like you got three hours to fill. Yeah, fill it with what, you, with with your product, sports entertainment, professional wrestling. SmackDown has two hours, and they had a forty-minute segment that was wildly entertaining two weeks ago. It was awesome. I know. Last week, like we called it, the entrances for SmackDown just last Friday. The entrances started at uh, forty till the hour. I think. Yeah, twenty after. Yeah. Yeah. 18 after, I believe, to be exact. They only have two hours. Yeah, that was that was like the weirdest thing for me because I thought that there was oh, there was some decent stuff on Raw tonight here and there. I thought that from the halfway mark until the Nia Jack Shayna Baszler tag match, I thought had some decent stuff. There was like the Orton Riddle stuff. I like that. There was Drew Gulak had a row shoved it, shoved into his asshole. I thought that was entertaining, Larson. Here's the problem. Uh, part of it is I have to sit through an hour or a half. Yeah. Of mediocrity. Yeah. 
of boring mediocrity. Yeah. If it's going to be mediocre or bad, at least make it ridiculous so I can be entertained by it mm-hmm. somewhat. Laugh at it. Yeah. This is just plodding, go nowhere yeah. mediocrity. Yeah, pretty much. And it it, it, it wears on a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to sit through that week in and week out, just trying to find the little morsels of goodness that you could try to pull out of it. And 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 I hate to say jaded, yeah. but that's where it gets you. Oh, no. You know? Yeah. What I'm trying to say is, uh, time's running down for old Larson here. Oh, going no. Oh, <laughs> no. Kid. At least for the I raw kid. reviews. You got to get a replacement for your no, raw I'm gonna, review. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on going. Um, hey, you know what, though? Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. This is what people have to realize when they, you know, they're, oh, you guys are being negative. AW, NXT, SmackDown, all perfectly enjoyable things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, on a usual, regular basis, perfectly enjoyable things. We like here's, good stuff, people. Here's the thing. We're not going to be... We prefer to be positive. We're not going to be positive for the sole reason to be positive. You know, if the show is not good, we're not going to come out here and say it was it was great. We're not going to lie to anybody. Yeah, man. Call like it is raw. Look across the board. I'm sorry. I know some people disagree with this, but like I anecdotally speaking, we're not the only ones and we're not talking about people who are negative because there's plenty of, uh, of people out there. Reviewers in our industry of whatever it is we do. That are like, man, this sucks. Raw is terrible. And they're positive about other things. We're not the only ones. We're calling it like it is, man. It was crap. Uh, probably. Yeah, it wasn't a good show. It wasn't a good show. So, let... Let's just start here. Let's just start here. Let's start with the right, thumbnail. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's start with the thumbnail. Oh, yeah. It's Eva Marie. Uh huh. She's back. She's on top of a car. So mm-hmm. her gimmick is person who doesn't know how to get inside of a car properly. Because in this vignette, she was standing on a car. She was laying yeah. down on a car. Yeah. Uh, she was sort of hovering around a car. Yeah. Not actually hovering. Milling about near a car. That would be quite interesting if she was actually hovering. That would, that she would went that away was... and figured out how to levitate. Yeah, supernatural powers. And somehow got a Porsche in the process. Yeah, the levitating above the car would be pretty interesting. Was it interesting a Porsche? Guess. I think it was a Porsche. Was it, it a Porsche, Porsche or a Ferrari? Or was it, oh, it was a Ferrari. I think it was a it's Ferrari. A Ferrari yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I understand that Eva Marie is a, a polarizing individual in the pro wrestling world. Um, you know, we last saw her several years ago. Uh, I thought the all red everything uh, gimmick was pretty entertaining. It was clever. It was different. Um. Where was it going? I don't know. How many? We got like three weeks of that. Three or four. I think it was yeah. like three weeks of that. Or maybe, maybe four. They had, she had the wardrobe malfunction thing, which obviously was something that... Now, the, the voiceover was inspired. The all red Yeah, that everything. was the best part of the whole thing. Oh, yeah, clearly. She yeah. was doing the wardrobe malfunction thing, which obviously was just something that the the people in the back found funny so they were doing well i it. think it was a way to get her out there as a personality because i don't know if she ever wrestled like a real match the whole time <laughs> no she didn't not not on main roster not on main roster that was like i think that's part of the idea they get her out here out there do the voiceover uh, uh get the character out there and then find a way for her to not actually wrestle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know because yeah she improved but you know she wasn't the strongest in-ring competitor during her initial run. Now it's been several years. You know, it's entirely possible she's been training extensively mm-hmm. uh, since we last saw her. Um, hopefully, she's improved a great deal, can get into the ring with some of the wonderful competitors they have on 
on Raw mm-hmm. and put on some interesting matches and tell some good stories. Yeah. That's the hope. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, it's been quite a while since we saw her last. Shooting for the moon, you are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, hey, it's shooting for the moon. It's uh, it's raw <laughs> for one thing. So like, no, nothing interesting is happening there. Uh, it's Eva Marie, who, if I remember, was the last person on NXT who got the "you can't wrestle" chant. <laughs> she has been gone for a long time. No evidence to suggest she's actually been training. Um, no, I'm 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 giving you static, but you know, if if those planets can align, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I I don't you know I I don't know I don't know what this is supposed to be. I don't know what this is supposed to be. Well, here's the thing is, is based on her standing on a car and, and more or less speaking in cliches, there's not much to glean from. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, yeah, I have no idea promo. where this is going. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the kind of punctuation on it was witness or the evolution or something like that. So the idea is she has evolved her abilities as a professional wrestler. You would hope she wants to be a role model of sorts and she has evolved into something else a car or something i don't know what like person well, I mean, if, she got, if she can levitate that's supernatural powers <laughs> yeah maybe she can be the next fiend hip-hop hippo here in chats is nowhere it's going nowhere i mean um, this, that given w say wb creative it's entirely possible we'll have five weeks of this and then we won't see her ever again it, is, it, it in fact good 40 percent chance that's gonna happen because didn't we hear months ago that she had resigned oh, yeah. It was ages ago, months ago. And this was the this was her comeback. It was nicely filmed. It looked professional. Yeah, it looked, yeah like the it photography was like twenty four frames. I think. I think it was. Yeah. It, was it looked pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what it's going to be. You know, I'm hopeful that <sighs> there's something there. That's it. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. They're bringing her in after extended period where she was not there mm-hmm. hopefully there's something they see in her and that that's why they brought her back yeah yeah uh otherwise i mean well let's just let's just rip into this thing dude let's just rip into it all right a piece like, of crap show is garbage oh you mean actually like go segment by segment let's start let, yeah might as well let's, let's start with this opening segment because it's kind of distills if i feel like a lot of the i think you said this on twitter oh, what wb's man. creative process is like so the boy, show opens up oh boy you got mvp you got Adam Pierce, Sonya Deville backstage, and they're doing the coin flip to see who's going to do Lashley tonight. No qualifier, no arm wrestling <laughs> match, no thumb wrestling, no rock paper scissors. Nothing, dude. They're a doing a flip. coin flip. A coin. So they're so scene. They're in the writers' room. Okay, so Vince wants us to do either Drew versus Bobby or Braun versus Bobby. And that's what we're going to advertise. That's the hook. Who are you going to get? Okay. How do we decide this? Hot dog eating contest. Great idea. Hot dog eating contest. Anybody else? Anybody else? No, they pitched like 12 great ideas and yeah. Vince comes into the writer's room. What do you got for me? Hot dog eating contest. Well, this is how we're going to decide it. And they list 12 great ideas. Rochambeau. Rips uh, up the paper. <laughs> throws it in the, gar- in the toilet. Starts stomping This on is where this belongs. Yeah. And he pulls out... <laughs> Two bits, a quarter. Yeah, right. This is how you're going to decide. Yeah. Flips it in the air, and as it spins in the air, he just walks out and lands on the table, <laughs> makes a huge ruckus. Makes this racket. To super. It's like a glass table. It's super loud. Right, it's like the Inception thing. He just keeps on going around, around, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and everybody in the writer's room actually leaves this heavy, deep sigh. Yeah. <sighs> oh, God, okay. So literally a, a coin flip. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, I just I feel like that's you know writing decisions in the WWE years and on Raw specifically just decided by a coin flip. So why not kayfabe? But I thought that there was like two. There was another time when oh oh it was the Mansoor uh, a backstage bit where he was like yeah I hear change things change here at the last minute here on Raw and Pierce was like yeah you're gonna get used to it. And I'm like, did a writer sneak that in? Like you know, given that Raw seemingly changes like the scripts change the last minute because you texted me this yeah so many of the promos tonight felt like they were being delivered by people who didn't know what they were supposed to say five minutes earlier i mean the the whole beginning of the show where there's a, there's an ex- extended bit between aj what was that first aj and amos and aj is just going on and on and you on you don't have and on a match on. that's more than seven minutes and i honestly think you're being generous there because i don't Could know be. if any match went over five Maybe Seamus Mansoor. Maybe. Oh, I think this opening tag match might have. Okay, yeah, but it was, you're right, you're right. But it was all completely one note. Um, yeah. It was just, it was it was a less interesting version of the WrestleMania match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but AJ's going on and on and on and on and on and on, not really saying a whole lot of anything. And then the New Day interrupt. And, you know, usually they're pretty efficient with their with their words. Dude, they, they know what they're out there to say, and they say it, and they get to the punchline. Mm-hmm. This just kept going and going and going and going. I felt like a moss misses cue when he was supposed to say enough. Yeah, because the dude they stopped talking. There was like a, I don't know, like a three or four second pause, and he goes enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like the whole thing. That it was basically the entire first segment about twelve, about eight or nine minutes. It was like but they said, "Hey, felt like it took forever." No, dude, it was like they they needed to get because at that point when that match started, it was quarter after. It was 15 minutes. And that backstage segment to kick things off was not very long. There was like maybe a three-minute recap to start the show. The backstage segment was maybe three minutes. It was pretty quick. Oh, it wasn't even that long. It wasn't even that long. Let's say it was two. So you're looking at five minutes. So this is this entire promo section was 10 minutes. So they told AJ, get on the mic and spend ten, five minutes, five straight minutes of talking and he just rambled and ran. Five minutes is a long time. It is. He just it rambled is. and rambled and rambled. So, yeah, the New Day come out. Five minutes long, they talk. Amos cuts him off, says, uh, you know, uh, I didn't knock enough sense into you at Mania after night. You won't be able to talk, let alone walk, or uh, walk, let alone talk. And then they just go on and on and on. Uh, and then we get our first match, New Day versus Amos and Styles. Which, as you said, was kind of a watered-down version of what we saw at Mania. It was kind of the inverse where Amos starts for – uh, uh, his team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, immediately gets the upper hand, starts manhandling the new day. Uh, AJ gives him a high five. The ref goes, Nope, you're that's a tag. You're in. Yeah. And of course, once AJ gets in the ring, new day, turn the tables. They get the advantage. Um, eventually though, AJ does hit a Pele kick, mm-hmm. flips out of a belly to back, uh, gets the tag to Moss. He starts, uh, destroying the new day again. Uh, and then uh, AJ tags back in, hits phenomenal form off of Moss's shoulders to uh, get the pin, get the win. Sorry, pinning Xavier Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, it, that yeah, that trust fall like Kofi did to the outside. Great. AJ, yeah, but AJ barely caught him. He I know, thumped. I know. Ooh. I know that was great. But yeah, he did thump. Um, yeah, this is a really watered down version we saw. I mean, he didn't didn't have the the sense of drama that their media match did. No, and sure. so yeah, so I mean, so much of it was like we already saw it, and it was its its novelty is already gone. Mm-hmm. I think Amos is is really fun. He looks like he's having a blast in there. Um, 
I mean, I you know, I don't know the, these matches, and I suspect that the Orton Riddle matches. If you notice, it's like there's a pattern there too. Mm-hmm. Red Riddle's Trent Seven. He just gets his ass kicked, and yep. then Orton comes in, cleans house, draping DDT, floating bro combo. This time we got yep. an additional RKO. Um, yeah. But like these AJ and Moss matches, AJ is one of the most creative wrestlers in wrestling. He's gonna have to really be working overtime to figure out how to make a Moss creative or these matches creative. You know? Yeah, no, I know. Other than AJ gets worked over, gets tagged to Moss, he turns tables. Yeah, at no, least get really formulaic. At least the high five tag was like okay. There's a little interesting story beat. He accidentally tagged himself in the yeah. match. Yeah. Like. He, you got to sort of dig for details here. So after that backstage, Sonya Deville's wrapping up, talking with uh, with Charlotte. Charlotte leaves. Uh, Pierce comes in and immediately gets really pissy with Sonya because she's kind of dismissive with him. Uh, and he's like, hey. You know. They really need to establish what this whole deal with Sonya is very soon because right now it just kind of feels like, well, she's just doing this because she wants to. You know, I'm not even sure like the performer she knows what's like what the it doesn't seem deal like it. is. It doesn't seem like there's it. a lack of like there's there's a lack of character direction in terms of okay, this is what you're going through. This is what you know. This is what your actual job title motivation is or motivation mission. Your motivation, is, what you're yeah, trying to exactly. do, what your end game is, what you hope your end game will be yeah. by doing this. Yes, she agreed. felt a bit lot like in most. She can cover it up because she's good backstage. Once she got out and got on the mic and she was like, I have the equal authority of Adam Pierce. It felt like she felt like she was lost a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, we got that Eva Marie video. Uh, like I said, she's sort of trying to figure out what to do with Carr. Can't quite get it. Talks about being a role model. Misspells evolution as Eva-lution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After that, we had MVP. And Lashley, this was the first of like 50 segments where MVP got to talk. If you include the opening one, I think there was four segments where he he talked. And I can listen to MVP talk. I read this, the phone book. This really tested that theory, Lars. It really did. <laughs> because see, here's the thing. At least when he's reading the phone book, the names are different. Different names. You know? Different names, yeah. Or as I feel like you mentioned at the head, a lot of... The dialogue in this episode felt like it was it was written five minutes before they had to shoot the thing. Yeah. Not just performers getting the dialogue five minutes before the thing, literally written because it all felt like first draft type stuff. It it really it, this was it felt like placeholder dialogue. It was it was so evident during that Charlotte Oscar Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley <sighs> has she comes off all, terribly since ever since main roster. She does not come off like a star. She don't come off like a champion. She comes off as whiny. It's weird. It's really weird. Like, I get what they're doing with Charlotte. She's kind of got head of the table vibes, which yeah. makes me think of backlash. She might just get that title because it's like, why would, at this point, why keep going with Rhea if this is how they're going to book her? She's not, she doesn't it's come not, off it's as. Not, it's not good. I don't, no. Did you read that interview with the, the Simpsons writer, the New Yorker did? His name escapes me, so I apologize. But it's like he was—I think he's written the most episodes of The Simpsons ever. Okay, no, I didn't. Um, and this is like his first real interview, I think. Um, he says something along the lines of when he was writing, uh, the first thing he would do is just finish the script he was writing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dave placeholder dialogue, a clip of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like placeholder dialogue, just so the because he said rewriting is easier than writing. Sure, yeah. So get the script done, regardless if it's good or not, and then you get to process rewriting. This episode of Raw felt like the first draft yeah. as he would have approached the episode of The Simpsons. As yeah. in, I'm getting in there for with with placeholder dialogue, you know, that is literally their subtext in dialogue form, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. 
without the process of rewriting to actually make it interesting or good and add dimension and stuff like that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah you got, like. that's that's exactly right. It's like a first very loose, not meant to be published draft. You're absolutely right. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, Lashley MVP interview. Uh, MVP says that Bronze uh, thinks he got lucky by winning that coin flip. Turns out it ran out tonight. Uh, Braun could eat a, a salad of four-leaf clovers, follow with a rabbit foot stew, wouldn't change the outcome of the match with Lashley. Braun should consider himself lucky to be in the ring with, with Bobby. He then puts over uh, Braun and Drew uh, and says, you know, they're warriors, they're great competitors, they're more than a normal man can handle. Lashley speaks up says, but I'm not a normal man. Uh, in the end, he says, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to let Drew or Braun take this title from me that I, you know, 16, 17 years to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Elias and Riker backstage. They've got, like, they're trying to be sneaky. They've got some tomatoes. They are trying to load these up to shoot them at the uh, at the New Day. Uh, and uh, there's, like, a trainer there. And as soon as he leaves, they're like, oh, he's gone. Look, let's do it. But then in the time it takes for them to wind up these tomatoes and throw them, Randy Orton has rolled into the scene. He gets hit with some tomatoes. And then... Riddle passes by and says, oh, hi, Randy. And Randy fumes. He fumes, yeah, after that fumes. we had Charlotte versus Dana Brooke. You know, I got to mention this, man, because every time I see it, I'm, I'm really impressed. Dana Brooke really does defy gravity when she does that, like, hands-free cartwheel, isn't she? Isn't that awesome? It is pretty cool. <laughs> it's very impressive. It's always been pretty cool. <laughs> it's very impressive. Like, you see it every time. We kind of take it for granted. If I try to do that, I'd, like, land... On, like, oh, you land around your head. Like around I don't even head. know if I'd get a full rotation from my head, you know. Oh yeah, he'd probably just fall on your shoulder. Probably, yeah. Throw your hip out. <laughs> yeah, everything would be bad. Uh, so, anyways, Dana gets some of her moves in. She hits a swanton, gets two with that. Uh, she should hit the Batista bomb. I know. Why did do the Batista bomb? Charlotte gets that figure eight on for the tap out. And this is great, though. Afterwards, Mandy just attacks Charlotte with a V-trigger. That was kind of cool. That's what I want to see. Good. That's what yeah, I want to see. Yeah, I know. So then uh, Sonya Deville walks out to the ring. We go to commercial come back. Dana and Mandy have teleported out. Or imagine <laughs> just walk backstage during the commercial break. Mm-hmm. And that's when Sonya says, as a WWE official, uh, I almost suspect her to use one of the lines from uh, 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 like Crown Jewel. Equal to official, or more than. Yeah, yeah. WWE official equal to or more than Adam Pierce. <laughs> she says, I'm going to make let Charlotte make a proposal. And she hands the mic to Charlotte. Charlotte goes on. I was shocked that I was left out of the raw title opportunity that's going down a backlash. Do I have to remind you all that I ended Asuka's undefeated streak, that I put Rhea on the map after beating her at Mania, that Rhea stole my opportunity this year? Uh, for the title at WrestleMania. She says, I'm happy to be reinstated. You can't tell me that if you add Charlotte to the title match, that pay-per-view won't be a huge deal. Oscar and Rhea can take the women's division far. Charlotte says she can take it further. She's an influencer. She influences. They follow. She says they do. She tells Sonya the opportunity to be an authority, uh, and she made a courageous and right decision to bring her back. 
but here's the thing. She says, love me or hate me. The division needs me. The WWE universe needs me. And I'm happy to oblige, but give her a match that's of her worth. Again, make the right decision. Add her WrestleMania backlash. Tells her, be fair to <laughs> Flair. I'll be honest. I popped when I heard that. That was, was kind of great. Be fair to Flair. She needs signs like Sami Zayn. Uh, yeah. You know, picket signs. Be fair to and a t-shirt. So Sonya then says, hmm, you make a compelling argument. Well, the men have a triple, mat, triple threat match that would be title, so I'm going to add you the women's title match. Again, just isn't that so reflective of how the writing on Raw is? Like, the characters are literally using the same justification as the writers. What kind of meta shit is this? Well, the men are doing it. Might as well have the women do it, too. from the writers of, of they can't get any of their good ideas, so they're just kind of complaining about it. They're, I'm telling, dude, I think they're slipping them. Like a last-minute rewrite that just has little jabs in it. So then Rio walks out, goes, "Hold on." Oh, dude, I, she's so whiny. She is so whiny. It's just I can't stand. It. She's so whiny. It's like uh, she's. Oh, I didn't even write down what she said. I, she I said, all I wrote uh, down was, "Man, they've missed the mark on her character." On her character, it's terrible. Yeah, wildly. Uh, she says, "I put up a lot from the spoiled brat's mouth, but this is crap." There's a reason why Charlotte wasn't in the Mania match, and that's the reason no one wants her in this title match. Nobody likes her. Uh, Rhea says, but I'm confident I can beat Asuka one-on-one because I already did it, but a triple threat match is unfair. She should have known that when she brought Charlotte back, it was all part of some plan that Sonya had. Uh, Asuka's out next. She says this is crap, but it doesn't matter to her. She could beat Charlotte. She could beat Rhea. She's ready to become champ. Uh, Charlotte says this. that is why no one compares to her. Y'all get thrown a curveball, you lose your minds. Rhea says she's walk. Oh, sorry. She tells Rhea, "You're walking in the backlash with a title, but I'm walking out champ." Rhea gets in Sonya's face. Charlotte attacks her, sends her out of the ring, and then Oscar dumps Charlotte out too. Now, I will say this: so far, Oscar and Rhea, <clears throat> as immensely talented as they are, have not had good matches. Charlotte does make this a better match. It does. Um, so there's that. This match might actually be pretty damn good at, at WrestleMania Backlash. Possible. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, could you imagine, dude, you've got all these great pieces. You've got Sony Deville with what should be like a home run angle. She's trying to usurp the power of, of Adam Pierce. But know. instead, she comes out and uses weird language. I am the authority more than or greater to than equal to Adam yeah. Pierce. It's weird. She looked uncomfortable. Charlotte, I think she knows what her character is. Rhea has zero idea, and Creative has zero idea who Rhea is at all. I know. Complete I miss. Know. And it then Asuka's massive, become massive basically miss. a parody of herself. Like, know. you know? I know. It's it, They've got all these pieces, and it's like they're being handled by, you know, like a, a first-year screenwriting student. It's terrible. It's awful. I know. I know. It's like I don't get, like, you don't watch, like, just watch NXT. Get you know, get up to date on what, on what Rhea was doing in NXT. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to do the exact same thing. Right. There's a template to work from. Yeah. That worked. Yeah. Evolved from that. Yeah. Exactly. So after that, we had a Humberto Carrillo interview. Uh, he talks about Seamus thinking that he can bully everyone because he gets away with it. And he says, I've been bullied and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm going to challenge him. And as he's finishing that thought, Seamus Ooh. lays him out from behind. Wrecks him. Wrecks him. Destroys wrecks him. him. And it's like, oh, look at that. You're gonna, I don't think you're going to be in any condition to accept my challenge tonight. There's always next week. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that happened tonight. Uh, so Pierce, 
uh, backstage, comes in hot at Sonya. Yeah, basically, he was not happy. He's like, hey, you're not telling, you're not running, we're supposed to be doing stuff together. You didn't run any stuff through me. She lies her dang teeth off. She's like, no, I texted you. This place probably has terrible uh, internet connection for text messages. What, what is this writing? And then, and then the kicker is, he's just like, we're going to have to get on the same page. And they just sit there and stare at each other. Larson, what conversation has you ever had where you like you have to get this information on the program? You just end up staring at each other. Awkward ones, I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, it's like, like Sonia was, was trotting out excuse after excuse why she didn't talk to Pierce. And Pierce was like, we share an office. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I text you. There's no reception in here. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. Oh, such bad writing. It's, it's really bad it's writing. really bad writing, dude. It's it's just lazy. Uh, after this, I was actually kind of this next bit here. I was actually kind of into because it led to a pretty decent priest versus Morrison match. This was probably match of the night. Uh, although the main event was pretty decent. It was okay. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> this, no, it wasn't. Priest, it wasn't priest versus Morrison. had some good stuff though. Yeah, uh, that was, it was all right. Uh, they kind of teased a little bit of a uh, tension. Yeah. Between oh yeah. Miz and Morrison during the promo. And of course, you know, that kind of played out more during the match. Yeah. I like this. I like this line though. So Morrison had some lines in this promo. He said, forgiveness ain't good for dripness. Yeah. (laughs) He's America's moist wanted. Yeah. (laughs) America's moist wanted. So then priest got a promo during his entrance, a little picture in picture says Miz is wilding out because of some tomatoes. I'm going to break his jaw. I'm from New York. And then we had priest versus Morrison. I, dude, I'm, I like I'm, I like you skipped over everything that Miz said because it was all a rehash of what he said the last like five months. I literally tuned it out. It's like it didn't have my brain did not take it in, didn't write down that it, yeah, that he it talked. Was bad, yeah, it was bad. It was uh, just hey, Amanda, essentially Amanda, my stature uh, uh, deserves better than what I've been getting. I just I, I, getting. I can hear, I can see it and hear it in my in my head. Like just week to week, yeah. it's the same fucking thing. It really is. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we had Priest versus Morrison. John Morrison, in my eyes, one of the best wrestlers WWE has, criminally underused. Uh, uh, the finish did see Miz distract the ref while Morrison gets a roll up that the ref misses. Uh, so, Priest ends up hitting his uh, finish for the win. I'm sad they didn't actually go into teasing Morrison and Miz, uh, uh, you know, having a problem because of that. At the end of this, but I'm hoping next week we're going to get that, man. I want. I, I kind of wish Priest would use the 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 bell clap pressure of the years as his finish. I think that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be great. His opponent gets so disoriented, this falls over. He <laughs> doesn't know how to kick out or anything. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. Uh, next, Mansoor making his Raw debut, signing his Raw contract. Uh, Sheamus walks in. It's like, hey, look, the champ is here. Uh, says Creo will not be challenging for uh, U.S. title night. He, he looks at Mansoor. Accidents happen, you know. He asked who Mansoor is. Wonder if he's Pierce's intern. Seamus made me laugh here. He, Seamus is funny here. Mansoor introduces himself, says, I'm a raw superstar, just like you. <laughs> and Seamus goes, like me, huh? Like me, oh, says, oh fella. In the presence of greatness. <laughs> Tonight's a huge <laughs> night for you. You know how to make it better. Do you accept my open challenge? Face him. No better way for the universe to get to know you. I think that he he said essentially uh, uh, no better way for WWE to get to know you than for ha- to have me beat you up. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Yeah, it was great. And he says, "Of course." And he always adds this. Of course, it's not going to be for my title. <laughs> he always has to add, but it's not for the title. I'm just going to kick your ass. Sheamus has been cracking me up lately with this whole. Uh, another it's not in- going to be for my title. 
Another MVP interview. Another one. Yeah. Another one. It's not the last one either. No. Uh, says Braun versus Lashley shouldn't be happening. Doesn't know how Braun got his way into the backlash match. Doesn't belong in it. Says Lashley and Drew have a lot of common. Listed list, list off a bunch of stuff. Said, matter of fact, wouldn't surprise me if Lashley and Drew teamed up to take Braun out to have the one-on-one match they deserve. Never mind they're having it next week. Yeah. And watch what Lashley does to the so-called Monster Mug Men tonight. Mm-hmm. Right to the match next week between Drew and Lashley isn't for the title. Mm-hmm. Well, one on one, it's not going to be for my title. Uh, after that, we had man, this was quick. I, I left the room for a second, and this match was it wrapping was up. Quick. Lucha House Party beat uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. The most uh, uh, compelling bit about this, of course, was the promo afterwards. Uh, so Shelton ate the pin on this one. Cedric gets on the mic, yells at Shelton, says, and he was great on the mic. He says, mm-hmm. uh, "No wonder we got kicked out of the hurt business." No, you know what? They didn't kick us out. They kicked you out. You were the weak link since day one. How many years have you been getting all the opportunities and having them slip through your fingers? I'm in the prime of my life, and I'm not going to spend it carrying you. This team is done. So I like, hopefully they'll have an extended series, probably won't have any pay-per-view matches, but hey, put on some 20-minute matches on Raw. I'll be super happy. I mean, I would be too. I'm not getting my hopes up there and give Shelton and Cedric 20 minutes on Raw. Seven minutes at most, but it's not going to be for my title. Yeah, I like Shelton's interview later, but first we had uh, Angel Garza. He was walking backstage. This was awesome. Drew Gulak stops him and says, hey, is that Rose for me? He says to Garza, you're a ladies' man, but you can't score. <laughs> Ouch. This, is, this that, is that dork Gulak saying it too. That I guy's know. the nerdiest that, guy. That Rose smells about as good as your win-loss record, but after I beat you tonight... I'll be the one smelling like a rose. So does the rose smell good or bad, you know? Yeah, no, I didn't get that. Well, it smells bad by the end of their match, Larson, because Angel Garza uh, uh, calls it. He says, when I'm done with you, I'm going to put a rose in your asshole. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, Next, we had this Shelton interview. I thought this was really good. Uh, He says, I've survived so long in this business because I could take the hit. I've seen so many bright superstars come and go around here. Only reason... Uh, he, uh, Shel- uh, Cedric, sorry, was in the hurt business. It's because I saw something in him, which I don't remember that exactly being the one how it played out. Shelton is the one that was always very uh, suspicious of Cedric Alexander. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, but anyways, it's still a good promo. He yeah. says if he doesn't want a team with him, that's fine. He's a grown man; he can do what he wants to do. But sh- but Cedric will give me my respect. Or if he doesn't, he'll just be another young star that burns out, mm-hmm. and I'll continue to survive. It was really good. It was, it was really, really good. good. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Angel Garza versus Gulak again. You're on. A, you got a three-hour show. You have two premier wrestling talents, and you give them three minutes. Was this three minutes? Maybe three if minutes. That, if that. If that. Wing Clipper got the win for Angel Garza, but at the end, put the rose in his butt. Rose, rose in the butt. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, though. I think Gulak's only offensive maneuver, really, in this whole match, was a headlock. Oh, yeah. I think you're right about that. That's it. Yeah. Might not have been three minutes. Might not have been. So next we got Riddle. He's rolling on his scooter backstage, rolls up to the Viking Raiders. He asks if they're Viking fans or Raiders fans. Ray Rowe uh, says, neither. I'm a Browns fan. Hanson tries to explain the whole Viking Raiders thing to him. And then Riddle Riddle kind of gets it, you know, just talks for a bit, sees Randy, rolls up to him. Uh, You know, he says, hey, bro. I uh, think that we're bros because they have the same interest and goals. For example, tag team still undefeated. And Orton says, we've won a match. 
We've had exactly one match. Uh, and then he thinks about it for a second. What do you say we go and get to the ring and win another? Riddle is super excited. Orton tells him to zip his lips. He does, and Orton asks for the key. Riddle delivers. It, it, the reason why it's working so well is because literally the gimmick is Orton is making him talk less. And that does accentuate the charm of Matt Riddle. I, I actually thought that the opening bit was well written. You know, which one, which team are you into, the Raiders or the Vikings? And then he was like, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. He's like, I did not see that coming. I thought it was really well delivered. I, I laughed quite a bit at that. Yeah. Uh, next, RK Bro versus Elias and Jackson Riker. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, there seems to be a formula, granted, small sample size, two matches. Two matches. In these RK Bro matches where uh, uh, Riddle gets isolated early. He gets the hot tag to Orton. He goes on a run uh, and either and then hits. He's set up for a draping DDT. Riddle's all, tag me in, bro. He mm-hmm. gets the tag. Orton hits the draping DDT. Uh, Riddle falls with a floating bro, in this case on Elias, to get the win. On his uh, head. That looked like it sucked. Yeah, it did. The first thing Elias did was grab his, his head. But in between the draping DDT and the floating bro, Orton hits an RKO on Riker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, short match though, maybe five minutes. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah, maybe. After that, we had, I like that they advertise this earlier in the night, too. Oh, coming up, we've got Exclusive a big interview, interview. with Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I'm like, they have like three of these in most episodes of Raw. Um, so anyways, he basically says, I don't care who comes out on top tonight. He's asked about Mace and T-Bar. He calls him T-Bag. 
He has lots of questions, actually questions that we've been asking too. Why did they take their masks off? Why did they keep their silly names? Uh, blah, blah, blah. What is their deal? In fact, he's foreshadowing stuff that doesn't even happen tonight because they did not show up. Um, he, he mentions, uh, I've got, he's got like a quote, like a Scottish quote. So whatever is meant to be will be. And he says, what's meant to be is me winning my title back. Braun interrupts. They talk a lot. <laughs> Drew says, now you need to leave. And then Braun just does. <laughs> Who wrote Nobody. that? Who wrote nope. that crap? You need to leave. And then Braun this, does leave. This is this feud is doing none of these guys any favors. It's doing, I'll be honest, it's doing Braun a little bit. Of it. He got a pin on Drew McIntyre. Like, I still see Braun as, like, not having any chance whatsoever. But the dude's in the main event for the longest time. He just lingered nowhere. I know. But, st- I mean, I mean, from a character perspective. You're, oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Anybody mm. any favors. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't disagree with that, dude. I can't. Can't disagree with that. Uh, next, Sheamus versus Mansoor. We saw the, the finish of this a mile away. So, Sheamus, uh, this is some decent back and forth. Mansoor is getting some offense in. Uh, Sheamus puts Mansoor on the top rope towards the end, or actually, this is early in the match, clotheslines him to the floor. Mansoor beats a 10 cap back in the ring. Sheamus just resumes uh, the upper hand, press slams him across the barricade by the Ooh. timekeeper's area. Yeah. Mansoor again beats the 10 cap, hits Sheamus with some elbows, flips out of ability to back. Uh, hits a tornado DDT, gets him one count. He goes up top. Sheamus clocks him off, hits an air raid crash. Basically, as soon as Sheamus stands up uh, and sets up for a bro kick, uh, Carrillo runs in, drop kicks him. Mm-hmm. So Sheamus gets the win by DQ. Goodbye, Mansoor's winning streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Carrillo sends Sheamus out of the ring, hits another suicide dive, a little ground to pound. Sheamus kind of shoves him to the announce table. They end up back of the ring, and Sheamus hits a bro kick on Creo and Mansoor as well. Uh, after that, we had Alexa Bliss with another story about Lily. Apparently, she likes to play hide-and-seek. Uh, so an eagle-eye viewer out there noticed that during one of the Sony Deville Adam Pierce segments backstage, Lily was uh, lurking in the background. Um, and so uh, uh, Alexa Bliss had mentioned that uh, wherever Lily goes, trouble follows. Uh, she says that somebody has caught her eye. She won't tell us who, but she likes red. Of course, Sonyville was wearing mm-hmm. red tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then she sings like a little lullaby song, which I didn't really pay too close attention to. Yeah, she starts singing, and then uh, towards the end of it, she kind of gets a bit forlorn, but sad. Mm-hmm. And the last yeah. line is, "Lily, what did you make me do?" Yeah. And then she kind and then she starts laughing. Now, according so uh Sean Ross Sapp's person who tweeted this out, but uh he credited it to Patrick Mason at Pat Mace ninety eight on the Twitter for right. pointing it out and screenshotting it. So there's some credit for you. Well also need like Alexa early on her promo here said, Did you notice their game? Lily always finds herself in peculiar situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she's gonna go after Triple H now. The game. Mm. Uh, next, Naomi and Lana versus Shayna and Nia. Another short match. Uh, Lana and Naomi have the advantage early. Shayna's getting isolated. Um, and Lana and Naomi are doing a good job of keeping Nia off the apron. Mm-hmm. Lana and Naomi hit a double X factor, going for the pin. Nia pulls Naomi out of the ring, slams her into the announce table. Uh, Lana eventually does get over to cover Shayna. At that point, Reginald gets on the apron, distracts the ref. So by the time the ref turns around. Shayna can kick out, and she just locks the clutch on Lana to get the win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, after that, another MVP promo. This time he's uh, backstage at the curtain. 
uh, with Lashley getting ready for his match, uh, basically makes a metaphor saying this is going to be two bulls fighting, and Bobby Lashley, the Almighty, is going to be the dominant bull in this situation. Uh, then we had our main event, uh, the Almighty Bob Lashley versus Train Man Braun Strowman. Of course, this sort of plays out. I actually kind of thought that Braun might to to sort of establish Braun as the guy that's not going to win at Backlash, but is the guy to beat at Backlash. I thought they might sort of invert because they copy paste so often. I thought maybe Drew would have like interfered somehow to allow Bob to eat the pin or to to to, to get power slammed by Braun. Oh wow, the champion's pinned by this dude. But no, they didn't do that. Drew comes out mid-match, distracts Braun. Bobby attacks from behind, offers a fist bump to Drew as sort of the commercial cliffhanger. What were you about to say? Oh, I was going to say, I feel like, uh, you know, you would make Braun interesting. Have him be the one that hires T-Bar and Mace. Yeah, right. Up Drew. Yeah. You want to play up the dude's intelligence, given that he just won an intelligence off at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You know, have him be some mastermind. That'd be kind of cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And like you, you have them. T-Bar and Mace come out, attack Drew on commentary, and that kind of distracts stuff. He gets takes advantage and you know, gets the pin on Lashley somehow. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great teasing. playoff of, you know, that'd be actually a pretty decent playoff if they did that. If they made that reveal, Mace and T-Bar come down. How That would actually be, you know, Raw is so crap, why not do this? At Backlash, Mace and T-Bar come down, and it looks like they're going to throw hands with Braun on behalf of Bob Lashley. And it said they turn around and sort of the mirror of what they did with Retribution and Ali. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this time, Braun is the guy who's hired him. Yeah. And then he wins the title. Yeah. <laughs> because it's Raw. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Give us some surprises. We don't get that anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so there's a distraction that happens because uh, Braun uh, sends Lashley to the floor. And Lashley, of course, rolls over by where Drew is sitting at commentary nearby. Braun's looking for the shoulder tackle. Uh, instead of hitting Lashley, Lashley kind of sidesteps and pushes Braun into Drew. Uh, so they're bickering, arguing. Uh, Braun gets back in the ring. Uh, he's still arguing with Drew. He turns around, eats a spear. Lashley wins. As soon as the match is over, Drew hits the ring, hits Lashley with the Claymore, and then another uh, Claymore for Braun. And they announced as soon as that main event was over that next week we're getting McIntyre versus Lashley. Mm, yeah, yeah. Another solid showing also for Corey Graves and Byron Saxon covering for Adnan, who's really not showing any signs of improvement. But anyways, uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions. Uh, I did want to point out before we got to some questions, we do have a couple new patrons over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Let's see here. We've got new patron Robert Whitman. New patron, Renz Garcia. Uh, about a week ago, we had Matthew Makovsky. So thank you very much thank for your you, support. Thank you, thank we you. appreciate it. All sorts of great reward tiers over there on the Patreon. So check them out. Correct. Uh, Dr. Lipkin says, did you see the Quizzlemania where Steve's name was dropped as a potential contestant for the Worst Performing Players episode? What about your name? Well, hold on. So it's considering that Steve actually scored better than Larson. What are your thoughts on this? In terms of points, yes. You get more points. Yeah, I know. What what other metric is there? Also, I mean, laughs, in terms of placement, I'm very funny. I was really nervous the first time on. I was not worried at all about being entertaining. I was trying to win. <laughs> I should have realized pretty soon that that was not going to happen. I realized my role was Richard Dawson on Match Game and nothing more. You know me. I'm competitive. I've got a competition, me Steve. 
got this competition in you. David Matushek here on the Patreon says, uh, <laughs> he said, what's worse, tonight's episode of Raw or the My Pillow Guy produced documentary, Absolute Proof? Oh my God. Absolute Proof is probably hilarious, to be honest with you. It might be so bad it's entertaining. I don't know. Probably not going to watch it. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to watch it. Uh, Nikyle says, haven't really seen Eva Marie. I'd like to watch some of her matches. Any suggestions? Uh, just fine. I mean, like the All Red Everything stuff was entertaining. Uh, go check out some old, some old NXT episodes where the crowd chants, you can't wrestle. I thought that was actually fairly mean-spirited. I think that's like one of the rudest things you can chant at a person. Um I you know I don't I don't care how bad somebody wrestles you don't chant that at them, but uh, but yeah I don't know I feel like her la- like the last couple matches she had in NXT might have been serviceable I think I seem to remember people giving her credit for like obviously having worked at it but I could be thinking of somebody else but yeah the main roster stuff the all red everything stuff was pretty entertaining but it doesn't yeah. really give you any insight as to who she is or no. what they're gonna do with her. No. Uh, let's see here with uh, Moses supposes with the retiring of the IWGP championship. What is now the most beautiful active wrestling title belt? Oh, it's AEW title. Probably give it to the NXT UK title. Oh yeah. That's a good looking belt too. Oh, dirty rich with the sub says here for 11 months, actually a lot longer. Says Miz TV came on after raw. And a fan had a going in raw shirt on. So yeah, okay. I che- okay. I didn't know that. I didn't notice that it was from the the the, the Miz and Maurice. So yeah, no. Oh. There, there's a still of a guy wearing a going in raw shirt. I was just like, wait, Miz TV. There's no fans in Thunderdome, and it wasn't a person on Thunderdome. But yeah, that's cool. Thanks, Rich, for sending that to us. That's yeah, neat. thanks. Thanks. That's pretty cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Shendo, who on the Raw roster would you like to see being drafted to SmackDown? For a potentially star-making feud with Reigns, if it meant he would ditch fifty percent of his comedy stuff, Riddle. I think Riddle I think and Reigns still could be fun. technically part of the Raw roster, but Keith Lee. Uh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dark, do you think the lack of house shows might be having an impact on promos and matches because the wrestlers don't get as much off-screen practice as they used to? It's always possible. And I feel like at least tonight it was the scripting was just bad. The scripting was really bad. Um, but yeah, I would imagine not getting your reps in and not not knowing how to read a crowd because there's mm-hmm. no crowd. Yeah, those things probably can't help. But I agree with you. I think that the words that came out of their mouths were just poorly written. And it's hard to do anything about that. No, no. Uh, Let's see here. Okay. Uh, Nope. Uh, You got it on Patreon. You guys got to ask questions. Uh, (laughs) There's just a lot of comments here. Um uh, Alex Foster, since Baron isn't on Raw anymore, who will the McMahons publicly blame this time for the Raw ratings? Well, they got around it in the last conference call. Uh, Khan said, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, the ratings are fine. People watch it in other ways. Like, they, they just kayfabed out the idea that ratings matter. Oh, yeah, yeah and our viewership's fine because people watch it all sorts of different ways. 
everything is competition at this point. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing too. Everything yes. is competition at this point. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh Michael So Dope, you ever think there will be a moment where the wrestlers go on strike or just walk out because of how bad Raw is, lol? Nope. 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 They like getting paid. They're good. They're out there to to yep. perform best they can. Uh, yeah. You know whether they like the scripts or not. Yep. This isn't. Uh, I saw a clip. God, I don't even know where it was. I get probably on Twitter of filming a Bram Stoker's Dracula and and uh, and Coppola and uh, Gary Oldman were getting into it, like they were bickering at each other. And then in the end, Gary Oldman just uh, he just leaves. And he's in full like old Dracula. Remember when he was like old yeah, weird yeah, yeah. Dracula? He's like in yeah. full attire, pitching a hissy fit, and somebody has to hold his cape on the way out. <laughs> he storms out, and somebody has to hold his cape. It's oh, hilarious. My goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, F. Sagan says that Ms. Morrison distraction to roll up was verbatim one of the ways they teased the Shield breakup in a match against Punk. Interesting. Oh, okay. There you go. That's a good good little insight there. Um. Okay, I'm just gonna roll with this one. It's the last one that I have on the Patreon. I haven't read through the entire thing, but we're gonna give it a shot because it's really long. He says, "Hypothetical scenario: a new economic crisis. We stock plummets. Their production budget has shrunk. They'll have a total six pay-per-views a year if they're lucky. Number one, that sounds amazing. They've canceled 205 and are selling off NXT UK." Triple H threatens Vince with a shoot sledgehammer if he even tries to touch NXT, so that just leaves SmackDown and Raw. They only have enough money to run one weekly show. Canceling one of the shows will mean the permanent death of that brand and the firing of the entire roster, save for some prominent stars like Becky, Roman, Drew, etc. Wow. You two are Vince's new creative advisors. Which should he cancel and what should he keep? So we're back to one brand. <sighs> That would be an impossible uh, position to be in to de- decide you're going to have to fire X number of wrestlers from uh, either show if you make that choice. But we have to answer this question. You stick with the show that's on a major network. Yep. You cancel Raw. You cancel Raw. It'd be history making. You got to move on. SmackDown's the thing. You have the best uh, creative team on main roster or the best process by which they utilize that creative team. Yep. Um, Roman. Now, if Raw was canceled and, and Vince could devote his entire attention to SmackDown, that might change. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But you got this TV deal with a major network. Mm-hmm. The ratings on SmackDown are better than the ratings of Raw. Mm-hmm. You stick with SmackDown. You stick with SmackDown. It's a two-hour show. Of course you do that. Uh, let's see here. Oh, wow. Jorge D. WWE wants to reopen their WWE-themed restaurant, come up with a few menu items, at least an app, breakfast, lunch, dinner, entree, and dessert. So an appetizer. Uh, is there a playoff like some sort of crazy bread in Sami Zayn? I don't well, know. I mean, uh, uh, he had an X T-shirt that said "Insane." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The crazy bread. It's insane bread. Insane bread. Yeah, that's what I was going for. I breakfast. Mean, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, breakfast is the New Day pancakes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, clearly the main event would be the head of the table. You know, I don't know what it would entail. You get a huge steak. Yeah, big steak. Yeah, big steak. 
Maybe pig steak. You get you have like a ham steak and it'd be the, the get these hams plate. That's good. That's good. But uh, dessert. The almighty omelet. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. That sounds like a real thing, I'll be honest with you. And then we need a dessert. What's a good dessert? Um I mean, well, going back a little bit for dinner, Walter's pork chops. Uh good. For dessert. Uh uh, <laughs> Maggie says ding dongs. Hello. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Can't beat that. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Twitch chat, stick around till next time. We'll talk <laughs> ding dongs. Hello. <laughs> Bye. That's good. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.